Welcome to our podcast series from Aged Care Steps, where we explore themes on aged care advice for financial planners to build confidence and competence to provide aged care advice. This series features conversations with experts from Aged Care Steps on how aged care advice fits into compliance and ethics in an evolving landscape. We explore topics relevant to financial planners, such as the three phases of retirement, foresee and best interest, why aged care and choosing a business model, making money from aged care advice, starting your business, and foresee and business efficiencies. Remember to visit the Aged Care Steps website for more information. We hope you enjoy this episode. Today's podcast is about making money out of aged care advice. Aged care advice has been moving to be a core component of financial advice due to an ageing population. Australia's population is ageing and approximately a quarter of our retirement years could be care years. A recent ASIC survey on what clients want showed that aged care planning featured in the top five topics or issues that clients want advice on. Aged care advice has helped many advisors boost business activity and profits and create better client relationships. Today I'm speaking with Asayet David, who is a director of Aged Care Steps. So Asayet, welcome. Thank you. So you've worked with many advisors who have seen their business grow as a result of aged care advice. What do you think the key is here? I think the key is for the advisors to recognise and build aged care as part of their broader value proposition and identify the business growth opportunities. It's really important for them to have the aged care conversation with clients and having a different conversation based on the, the different age of clients. So, for example, having a different conversation with clients who might be, say, in their 40s and 50s, as opposed to clients who might be in their 60s and 70s. But really ensuring that that conversation is done on a regular basis, that there is persistence in the way that they explore and expand aged care as part of the services provided. And ultimately, it's about the advisor having confidence in talking about aged care and offering aged care services to their clients. So what are the main things that these successful advisors have been able to do? One of the major things is that they've been able to develop a new revenue stream uh, from aged care advice. And some of the stories we've been hearing is that some, some advisors have been able to grow the aged care revenue stream to quite a substantial portion of their overall business revenue, which is great to hear. But the other things too they do is they're really able to expand the support and the services that they're offering to their existing clients. By doing that, they're really able to ensure that they they can uh, retain their clients on an ongoing basis. They're also able to build relationships with the other family members or the siblings of the client, which is a really important aspect, as well as use it as an opportunity to, to build relationships with external providers. So that might be professional referrers, such as accountants and lawyers, as well as aged care service providers and the like. So it's really meant that it's allowed them to build deeper client relationships and build new relationships based on existing clients, as well as through external uh, referrers. So Asayet, is it important to build relationships with the next generation? Yes, it certainly is. Uh, Interestingly, I was reading a great article by NMP Education last week, and some of the information in there showed how they, in conjunction with Griffith University, uh, have done some analysis and came up with a figure that $3.5 trillion of assets are going to be passed across to the next generation over the next 20 years. 
And interestingly, a separate research by Deloitte showed that 90% of inheritors promptly switch advisors. So what this really means is that it's really important for an advisor to build the relationships with the next generation so that they can retain fun uh, of their clients and ensure that they're ultimately that their business doesn't end up walking out the door uh, based on this intergenerational wealth transfer that's taking place and taking place at a very, very strong pace. Aged care is really one of those areas of advice which enables advisors to build that relationship with the next generation of their clients because often uh, when advisor is talking to their client about aged care, they bring in their children and other family members and so the relationship of trust and the like starts to, to build from that, very, um, from that very beginning and therefore increases the chances that the advisor is likely to retain fun uh, once those assets pass across to that next generation. And what about with referrers? How do you develop those relationships? Yeah, look, there's two types of referrers, I guess. The first one is professional referrers, like your accountants and lawyers. And it's really important to build the, these effective relationships, but recognising as well that, like anything else, building relationships with external referrers can take time and also requires persistence. But the reason why you want to build the relationships with these groups is because, if, I guess if you consider when a person is going through an aged care crisis, and often, unfortunately, clients don't really consider aged care until there is a, a crisis event that takes place. And when that happens, they don't necessarily think initially about having to contact the advisor to help them sort through the decisions that they need to make, perhaps on behalf of mum and dad. The profession that they tend to think about first up might be the lawyer because they're thinking about does mum and dad have their will in place or their powers of attorney in place. And then the second uh, profession that they think about is the accountant. And so if you're able to build the relationships with these particular professions, it means that when they get contacted by their clients, then they can have a solution that they can provide to their clients by referring them across to a accredited aged care advisor that can help support the family dealing through some of the major decisions that they need to, to deal with going forward. So building the relationships with, with these professional referrers is important. And the way that you do that is through talking about how you can support their clients, the importance for their clients to get aged care advice, uh, perhaps using examples about how advice has made a difference based on different scenarios, and ultimately ensuring that they're consistently servicing those professional referrers with up-to-date information, support and feedback on any clients that have, that have been referred to them, as well as feedback generally on what's happening in the industry and, and reiterating ultimately the value of, the, of advice. The second, I guess, professional referrer is where you're talking to aged care service providers. And one of the key things in dealing with the relationship or building the relationship with these aged care service providers is to really show, again, what's in it for the client and their family in getting advice. What's the benefit for the service provider in having a client that is advised and can understand their cash flow situation, has confidence around how they're going to meet their needs and has considered the broader implications of the decisions that they're making. And also looking at examples of where advice has allowed some of these clients to avoid making mistakes, which often you can't undo. And so there's lots of really important and interesting messages 
and ultimately great opportunity in being able to build additional external referral relationships that can expand not just in relation to the aged care advice the advisors giving but broader financial planning advice as well. So what's the impact on your business if you start losing clients because they seek help from other advisors when an aged care need arises? It's interesting that we actually, this happens quite regularly to the extent where a number of advisors who come to our accreditation training, for example, have come because they've lost key clients. And it goes back to what I was saying earlier, that clients don't naturally think to come and talk to an advisor when they're going through an aged care crisis. And so it becomes really important for the advisor to communicate with their clients or their clients anywhere from ages 40 and up to talk about the fact that they offer aged care advice, what their services are, and ultimately to remind them that if there is a crisis event that happens, that they should come to see the advisor in the first instance to get support around navigating their next steps. And so the impact on the business ultimately is, well, we've heard of situations, I should say, where the um, advisor hasn't talked to their clients about aged care, their clients have had an event when it comes to the aged care crisis with their parents. They haven't thought to come to see their advisor because their advisor's never mentioned it to them. So why would it come into their mind? And then they've had a friend or a family member suggest that they go see a specific aged care advisor because they've had a positive experience with them and helped them. And so when they go to see them and deal with the aged care situation, often that advisor asks them to pass their business on to them. And so the client ends up switching their services across to another advisor. So what it really does is it gives the opportunity for another advisor to build trust, to build confidence in them as an advisor. And sometimes what we find is that clients end up thinking, well, if my advisor hasn't talked to me about aged care, what else haven't they told me about that I should be aware of? And so that starts to put some doubt in their mind as to whether their advisor is the right advisor. So the answer is very simple. Talk to your clients regularly about aged care, have articles in your newsletter, on your website, incorporate aged care discussions as part of the review meetings you have with clients, ask up the family tree and these are some of the simple things you can do to ensure that you don't risk losing clients because they have an aged care crisis that they need to deal with. So it pays to be proactive then? It certainly does, it certainly does. <laughs> okay. Now, creating efficiencies in advice processes by using the right tools and services is important. Can you explain what's available to advisors? Yes. Um, so Aged Care Steps provides support across every stage of the advice process and we also provide different support based on the business approach that the advisor takes. So remembering that just because you offer aged care advice doesn't mean you have to become an aged care specialist. There are different levels of support and different levels of involvement that an advisor can have in supporting their clients through aged care. And so we pretty much provide support based on those different business levels. Ultimately, it's all about uh, efficiency, as you say. We know we often speak to advisors and they talk about how they're time poor. And so having efficiency, a solution which is efficient and a solution which provides quality is really, really important to ensure from a business sense and from a client's satisfaction sense, the advisor can provide those aged care services. What it also means is that we're able to tap into the experience of some of the other advisors that we deal with and therefore be able to pass on our expertise and our experience to advisors around how to deal with aged care so that they can maximise their efficiencies 
and if they're just starting the process, ultimately allow them to, to hit the ground running when it comes to dealing with aged care advice. So, Asayet, I guess getting your business ready to provide aged care advice takes some time and effort, but do the financial outcomes justify the effort required? We believe it does, um, and we've done some analysis and I'm more than happy to share the calculator with anyone who would like it. Some analysis that shows that even a modest level of aged care advice can potentially provide a financial benefit of around 150000 per year. And that's based on the fees that the advisor can receive from providing the aged care advice. It's also based on perhaps getting the siblings of the clients who come in to see them as clients also intergenerational wealth transfer, so when that happens that the children, I guess, of the person going into care could then come back to the advisor and come on as clients, as well as cost efficiencies and the like. And all of those can add up to quite a substantial amount of funds. But it doesn't happen straight away. It is something that needs to be built up over time. And we do find it's a bit like a snowball effect that it might start off small, but then over time that starts to build up and create uh, substantial, from our experience, substantial rewards from a financial perspective. So let's talk about the actual figures. Can you explain how you calculate your values? So the assumptions made here is that an advisor would look at providing support and advice to a client, say, once a month, and they charge a fee for that. Now, the aged care fees vary anywhere from around 2500 at the low end and closer towards the five to $6,000 mark. So we've assumed here that the advisor will charge $3,300 for the, for the advice that's being provided. It also then looks at saying, well, what if they were to get a one new client from the family meetings for every four clients? So if they've seen 12 clients a year, then they're getting three new clients from family meetings uh, and then being able to invest their portfolio and charge their standard portfolio fees, SOA fees and, and ongoing service fees. It also then assumes that there is a benefit from getting intergenerational wealth transfers, so clients coming in as a result of receiving an inheritance from the aged care client. So we're assuming there that there are about four for each 12 that happen. Also looking at it from another economic benefit, if you like, which is avoiding losses as a result of not offering aged care advice as well as looking at the time efficiencies that take place by using some of our services and therefore ensuring that they're not wasting a lot of time and that the services that they are providing are making good business sense. So that's a broad brushed approach of how we came up with that figure. But as I said, if anyone is interested in grabbing this calculator and doing the numbers themselves, suggest they contact me and I'd be more than happy to send it to them and they can put their own numbers in there and calculate their own estimate of what they think would be the economic value of providing aged care advice. Does aged care advice affect the value of an advisor's business? Yeah, interestingly, uh, we've been speaking with Steve Prenderville, who's the managing director from Forte Asset Solutions, and he'd been doing a number of sessions around the industry. So we grabbed him and, and got a little bit of a, a video from him talking about exactly this issue. And what he was saying, which we fully um, understand and, and support, is that if he finds that an advisor's business has an average client which is much older, so say an average client age of around 70 or so, then he will generally reduce the multiple that he will pay for that business. However, 
if that advice business also incorporates aged care services, he will actually increase the multiple used to value the business. And the reason for that is because he says, being able to provide aged care support increases the probability of fund retention and also increases the chances of client preservation. And as a result of that, uh, he believes that the multiples that you would apply to advisors business would, would be increased. And if you'd like to see that video, that's just on our public website, uh, agecaresteps.com.au, um, and you can listen to what Steve has to say himself about this issue. Well, thanks, Asayet. I'm sure this is really useful information for advisors. Thank you for sharing your insights with our listeners. I look forward to talking with you next time. Thanks, Paulette. So do I. <laughs>